Network Marketing Nation, Episode 12. And you look at anybody who's successful, not just in this industry, but in anything, you can see one thing they all have in common. They love what they do, and they don't get distracted. You're listening to Network Marketing Nation, where six and seven figure top earners share their stories. My name is Vince Reed, internet marketing trainer and coach, and prepare to be inspired. Before we start our live interview, here's a quick word from our sponsors. If you want to use the internet to generate traffic and leads for your network marketing business, visit MyInternetTrafficSystem.com and get the very best lead generation training for top earners. Want to generate your own leads but building quality capture pages have been too difficult or expensive? Mitz Pages is the solution you have been looking for. Visit MitzPages.com, that's M-I-T-S Pages.com and create quality lead capture pages for free. All right, I'm extremely excited. I'm here with the one and only Shane Moran. Shane is a leader and veteran in the network marketing industry. In 2008, he co-founded one of the fastest growing direct sales companies in the world. In seven years, Shane has built a team of 1.5 million distributors worldwide in 45 countries and six continents. He has earned well over eight figures in the industry through his ability to motivate and develop leaders all over the world. He has worked directly with high-profile speakers and trainers, including Anthony Robbins, Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, Les Brown, Dr. Mark Victor Hansen, and Brian Tracy. Now he's here on Network Marketing Nation to share his six- and seven-figure success story with you. Shane, what's going on, man? I'm extremely excited. Are you ready to get this party started? Yeah, I'm fired up, Vince. I've been looking forward to this call, and uh, first thing I want to do is just uh, congratulate you on your success and also for the you know, for being a shining light in the industry and helping so many people, you know, just get to learn a little bit more and a little bit more how to become a professional in, in this amazing, amazing field and industry we call uh, network marketing. Awesome, man. Well, I definitely appreciate you. And when we started doing uh, these interviews, you were one of the first people we had on our list that we wanted to connect with. You have so much value to share and so much experience. So I'm extremely excited as well. So, you know, your, your story and obviously, you know, some of the things I just mentioned is phenomenal. Is there anything that maybe you want to fill in that maybe I didn't get a chance to share um, in, your, in your quick bio there? Uh, I think you got it. You got it down. Uh, we started, uh, you know, with, with an idea and really uh, the, the focus is really on helping uh, people just achieve and, and to develop uh, leadership within, their, within themselves to get to the highest levels that they can. Awesome, man. Awesome. So, you know, one of the things I like to do when we first get started is really give the listeners a chance to really kind of feel what it feels like to, you know, to be you, you know, you know, you've earned, you know, you know, multiple seven figures in this industry. You, you know, you live an amazing lifestyle. You, you've worked hard to get there. You know, how does that feel to have reached your goals and accomplished a lot of things that you set out to, to reach when you got started? Well, I can uh, best way to help uh, your listeners understand that the feeling is just by asking the same question as they're listening to this and ask them how it would feel uh, for them to be free. And, and we're talking about freedom. Uh, how would it feel to wake up every morning knowing that you've got all the choices in the world? You could play if you want. You can travel if you want when you wake up uh, without asking anyone's permission. You could look after your sick children without af ha ha having to ask. A boss, you know, if you can go home and look after the, the children. To give you an idea, Vince, um, uh, just a few months ago, I woke up in the morning uh, in Kazakhstan. 
and uh, had breakfast, had a nice breakfast. But by lunch, I met my wife in Moscow. And we had a beautiful lunch, and then she went back to Canada, uh, where I live, and I went on to Ukraine to have dinner in w one day, you know. Uh, about four months ago, I woke up in the morning. This is the lifestyle that I want everyone to really realize, the feeling. How would it feel for you to wake up in Bangkok, Thailand, have breakfast, and then have lunch in New Delhi, uh, India, and then off to Rome, Italy for a beautiful dinner? I mean, this is the lifestyle, you know, waking up in Toronto, having breakfast with my wife. Uh, lunch in New York, and then I don't. I think it was breakfast though the next day in England, but it was all in one uh, kind of day. So it is a, a great lifestyle, and uh, in order to to really uh, achieve it, I think the feelings come first. I think too many uh, distributors uh, have a mindset that says, "When I achieve this amount of income, then I'm going to feel good." And I'd like to propose just to flip that upside down, and let's start off by. By feeling good, feeling uh, like you're already a multiple six-figure, you know, monthly income earner, and 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 notice how that feels, and and that way you become a magnet uh, to attract the the right people into your life and the right people into your you know circle of influence. That's awesome, man. I mean, and you definitely you know worked extremely hard, and uh, you know you've been at this a long time, so um, it's it's worth it. And, and um, you know, something that I always like to just point out is. You know, even if it's, you know, I, I guess I should probably ask you, you say you've been doing this, how long would you say total years you've been working hard at your profession? Well, well, my profession is personal development. You know, my profession is working on myself. My profession is teaching other people how to, how to work on themselves. So in that sense, uh, I've been working on myself since I was 19 years old. But actually in the network uh, marketing field, my, my background is not network marketing. Most people think I was born as a network marketer, uh, but I had to learn just like everyone else. I had to, uh, uh, to stumble and fail uh, uh, just like everyone else. There's no, no difference. But I feel uh, the fact uh, that I had a, an unfair advantage and that I, I got to hang around uh, some amazing mentors. I, I got to hang around and, and read and learn uh, from, uh, from really uh, from some of the top minds in the world in terms of personal development. And, awesome. and in, in my opinion, uh, Vince, that's probably 90% of, uh, of the success is just building up, you know, your own confidence and building up your own vision uh, in terms of what success means to you. Right. But, but I guess more specifically, how long would you say you've been doing network marketing in terms of years? working? Uh, ten years. I would say ten about years. ten years. Awesome. And, and the reason I wanted to point that out was because if you would take anyone and you'd say, you know, will you be willing to work your butt off for ten years to have uh, the type of lifestyle that you just mentioned – I think most people would, would do that in a heartbeat if they understood that. Absolutely, absolutely. Awesome, man. All right, well, you know, this is one of my fun questions to ask. You know, why would someone join Shane? What is it that separates, you know, a person joining your team versus another team? Well, uh, I mean, a person would only really consider joining me or, or our worldwide uh, family if they're really serious about their personal growth. You know, that's really, uh, in my opinion, the, uh, one of the fundamental uh, keys uh, if they're if they're already working on themselves or if they're willing to work hard on themselves if they're willing to to become a market leader in their region no matter where their region is you know like uh, you mentioned earlier we're currently legally now operating in 46 countries uh, worldwide and that the pace that we're expanding without the dedication and commitment to to one's own personal growth to one's own uh, personal development things could get overwhelming. Uh, in this industry, in a in a hurry, and and that and then that's what we've we, we've seen. 
Uh, our strategies are simple. I like to keep things real simple, uh, so simple that even I can understand it. So my, my <laughs> philosophy is if I, if I can understand it, I can teach it. If I can teach it, uh, we can duplicate it. So uh, that, that's, that's pretty well uh, what I would advise. Awesome, awesome. Now, what piece of advice would you have given yourself when you got started? If you can go back 10 years ago when you first got started in the industry, is there anything that you would tell yourself? Well, I'm a big Anthony Robbins fan, uh, and and I love his saying that says success leaves clues. You know, I would say find the best mentor, learn from someone who's already got whatever it is that you want. It doesn't necessarily only include network marketing, but in this uh, example, find a network marketer that's always got, or or a person, a distributor that's always that's got the rank uh, that you that you want, that's got the accomplishments that you want. And, uh, you know, your team is not always going to make you a fortune. Uh, this is, again, upside down a little bit, but because some are going to quit. Your team, uh, some are going to do nothing, as we all know. Uh, some are going to engage. Some are going to go big. But an amazing mentor and a great mentor who has a proven track record of success, not just guesswork, is really worth their weight and goal. So if I had to start over again, I would have found a strong, uh, the strongest mentor even faster. <laughs> Awesome. That's that's definitely great advice to, um, to live by. Um, you know, this is kind of a side question. Um, you know, when looking for that mentor, do you have any tips on how a person could connect with you? Like, let's say someone wanted you to be their mentor. I know we go to your Facebook, do this or that. But is there any tip that you could tell a person where they could connect with a mentor who they may feel is outside the realm of, of actually connecting with? Is there anything they could do to capture that person's attention and maybe, um, you know, get that person to work with them? Well, so that's a that's an amazing question because I like to try to reverse it, right? What would I do maybe a little bit different and how can they do it? It's, it, it, it always helps just to make the connection, uh, uh, just to start off by saying, look, I'm looking for a mentor. Uh, I, this is what I want. Uh, one of the things that I, that I do look for is there's only two actual uh, things. The background experience is irrelevant to me. Uh, with their age, uh, the, the skin color, the language they speak, it really doesn't make a difference. Their experience doesn't make a difference. But the two uh, fundamentals, if I hear someone who's hungry, uh, who's, hung, who's had enough, and they're saying, I'm not willing to live this way, and I am hungry uh, for success, I want more out of life, that's the first. The second is uh, teachable. If they're hungry and teachable, those two uh, right there, uh, if you can, if the person can somehow... Um, uh, transmit that energy and transmit that the notion that they're hungry, they're willing to learn, they're looking for a mentor, their chances of of stepping up because you know what, so few people are doing it, and so by 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 going out there and connecting uh, w- with uh, with a potential mentor and letting them know you're hungry, you're teachable, uh, you'd be standing out uh, ahead of 99% of the people out there. Awesome, awesome, definitely great advice. So this is a fun one for you. Um, you know. I, I always kind of get a kick out of this because it, it takes a lot of you guys back down that memory lane. So tell me, how did your first sponsor actually recruit you onto their team? I know that was probably a very lucky person to get you, but how did yeah, well, that process not, go? Not, not, not really, actually, to tell you <laughs> the truth. Uh, because remember, uh, we all start the same way, right? I knew nothing really about the – I I seen the industry. I, like I said, I'm in the personal uh, development background, so I was actually traveling around in Canada – I was with Jim Rohn in Saskatoon uh, promoting his seminar. We were at the seminar, and Jim uh, uh, talked to me about this television network uh, that was setting up. You see, I had heard and I knew about the network marketing industry, but I never found, you know, uh, at that time there was uh, 
you know, some great companies out there, but I couldn't see myself doing what they were doing and, and promoting those certain products. But when Jim, uh, you know, uh, told me about this company that was about to set up and their product was personal success, their product, they were d designing the first uh, television network uh, in history that was dedicated to success. And so now he got my attention. Now, Jim wasn't my sponsor, but he was kind of referring me, go talk to so-and-so uh, because they know someone who's, you know, in, the, in this thing. So they, they, uh, so I started down that road and because I love the product, uh, I, I jumped in with both feet, uh, but not knowing exactly what to do, how to build a team, how to lead a team. Uh, that, that was not my, my strong suit. So I had to learn. So I don't think the first person that recruited me was the luckiest person in the world, uh, but maybe the most patient uh, person in the world because I made all uh, the mistakes. I made the biggest mistakes, uh, but thank God I got through it, and that's part of the process. you you, you got to make mistakes. Yeah. So when you saw it, were you sold right away, or did it take a little bit of convincing? No. Uh, I, when I saw the product, I was sold right away. Okay. So when I saw the, the, the fact that we can deliver this personal development into people's homes, Without them traveling around, they've got access to it right on their TV. Uh, that sold me. And then now it started to make sense where imagine working hard, you know, one time and getting paid a lifetime. So I, I like that because I was already used to traveling around, you know, speaking, mm -hmm. uh, promoting. I was already used to doing that, but I didn't get paid. You see, when I sold a ticket to an Anthony Robbins seminar, to a Jim Rohn uh, seminar, Brian Tracy, Les Brown, I would sell the ticket and get paid, but I'd have to wake up the next morning or the next week or the next month and do the same thing over again if I wanted to continue to, to feed my family. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, But I love the idea of the residual ongoing monthly uh, stream of income. So I kind of got addicted uh, to that concept. The leverage, right? That's Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, to to be one of the top income earners in this industry, and I don't know if we, we really didn't hint on it too much, but just for those of you listening, you know, Shane isn't just a top earner in his company. He's one of the all-time top earners in the network marketing space in the entire industry. So with that, what people often hear when you say that is this guy's making a lot of money, but what they should hear is that he's probably faced more rejection than any of us, right? So... Tell us a little bit about your worst story of rejection, because to get to where you are, you have to have a lot of no's. So yeah, yeah, absolutely, uh, and and that's fine. Uh, the the one of my uh, well, the one that comes to mind immediately is I was in Ottawa, Canada, living in Ottawa, and I'm fired up about my project, just like everyone listening to this call. You got to be fired up about your opportunity and your product or your service, whatever it is you're on, and that was me. And, and, and I used to run little ads. I didn't know any better. So I would run a little ad in the paper and spend all this money. And that really, you know, and I got a call one day. Uh, this, is, this has got to be the biggest area. Of so I got a call one day and it's, a, it's one of the big shots. You know, hey, you don't know who I am, but I'm a big shot. And I love what you guys are doing. And I would like to be part of it. Uh, but I live in Toronto. You know, the guy said, I live in Toronto, which is like five hours away. And he said, uh, and I can, you know, and I can put some people together. Will you come down and, and, and speak? And I'm going, absolutely. I said, how many people can you put in the room? He says, no, I could easily put 300 people if, I, if you give me a couple weeks. Now, I'd never heard anyone say they could put 300 people or even 30 people in the room at that time. So sure enough, I was so excited about this guy, about the guy, you know, the guy right. that's going to put 300 people in the room uh, in two weeks. So uh, so I contacted him. I said, okay, no problem. I, I rented the hotel space. I, I rented a room because I was going to stay overnight. And, and, and so here, here's the rejection. 
not only, uh, you know, and we had the room set up for 300 people with a screen, everything's ready, I'm preparing, I get, I get into Toronto early, uh, get my room set up, you know, to try to relax, prepare uh, for the event, I go down at a certain time, not only did none of the 300 people show up, zero, uh, but the person that was organizing the event never showed up. Wow. Uh, so I got to pay the bill. <laughs> I got to, you know, pay the expenses to get down there, pay the bill for this empty room uh, where I didn't even get to present even a one-on-one. So that, I, so I was telling this story, you know, and uh, not, just recently I was telling the story of I traveled, you know, five hours uh, uh, for 300 people. Nobody showed up, not even the or- organizer. And then someone said, yeah, you think that's bad? I flew to Paris and did exactly <laughs> the same thing. So, so I didn't feel so bad anymore, but that's got to be pretty bad. Well, out of all the people that I've talk to in this industry that has to be the worst story of rejection <laughs> so you take the cake on that <laughs> one and to still be here um, alive and kicking is an awesome awesome story so enough about the negative stuff let's get into some of the positive stuff you know tell me your best story of success for yourself and maybe for someone on your team was there a moment where you kind of looked back and or you, you just had this proud moment that you want to share and then maybe someone on your team that's also done extremely well Sure, sure. Well, I have a, a philosophy. Um, thank God I have this philosophy. And I don't know where I learned it. I've had so many good uh, mentors over the years. But it, it basically, it goes something like this. If you want to really build a large organization, and anyone out there that wants to build a large organization, you're really working on two things. You want to either develop leadership or attract leadership. Okay, so develop leadership or attract leadership. The challenge is for newbies and people just getting started, it's very, very difficult. Or if they've never had success in the industry, it's very difficult to attract leadership in the beginning because you have no credibility and no evidence of success and so on and so forth. So so for someone who's listening in here who is new to the industry or has not had previous success, my recommendation, this is what I did, is I started developing leadership first within myself. First, work on yourself harder than you ever work on your job or your company. Work on you. Once you start developing your leadership, you'll be able to easier, it'll be easier for you to develop leadership within others. Once you start down that path where you're developing leadership within others, uh, then you become a magnet. People want to be around. People want to be around leaders. That's the process and that's the thought form. And so as a result, um, one of my proudest uh, moments was I wanted to uh, put something together to really uh, make a stand in, the, in, in, in our seriousness of uh, developing leadership and attracting leadership. Uh, so we put together a situation with the Napoleon Hill Foundation and their World Learning Center where we became the first and only company in history that has our logo branded on the front cover of that book. In my opinion, the fastest way to develop your leadership is to read the book. I mean, that this is the book where more than one million millionaires, you know, said that's the book. One million millionaires said, when I read Think and Grow Rich, my business started to change, you know. And so that was uh, uh, something that we're very, very proud of and that we actually give, you know, uh, a stepping stone uh, for distributors to go ahead and, and, and start on the road uh, to personal leadership, personal development. I love that. I love that. And people won't forget that. You know, that's the cool thing about things like that. So awesome. Awesome, man. So, you know, this is an interesting question because they're they're going to be very similar, but they're couldn't be more different. So 
what would you tell a person getting started in network marketing? So they just got started. They just, you know, received their product. They, you know, you know, they're, they're brand new. Are there any steps that you would tell that person in getting started? Uh, well, there, I can give you practical and I can give you uh, other steps, but I would say, you know, one of the things, if, if, if you've got a pen and paper, you might want to write this down if you're listening to this call, is that find a mentor. Uh, and it may not be your sponsor. It may not be your sponsor. It may be your sponsor, 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 but you got to find a mentor that's able to, you know, uh, to teach and to help you not only develop your skills that are necessary to lead a large organization, uh, but, but also you, you want to ask yourself, who do you need to become? Who do you need to become to lead a large group of people? Now, how do I know that's an important question? Because that's what I did. You know, I asked myself that question every single day. I heard a rumor uh, that, that this individual that I really respected had built a team of a half a million distributors. And at the time, you know, my organization might have been 40 or 50 distributors. But this person, the rumor was, whether it was true or not is irrelevant, but the rumor was that this person built a team of a half a million. And I kept on asking myself almost every day, who would I need to become to lead a team of a half a million people? Who would I need to be every day? Who do I need to become? And I started working again on myself and becoming that person. And that's when, you know, uh, maybe it was a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago now, where I logged into my own uh, back office and there was over 1.5 uh, million distributors. And, and I realized, oh my God, we've surpassed, you know, my wildest expectations. So, uh, and, and the other thing is if you're just getting started, make a decision, never, never, never quit. Don't quit. Uh, don't quit on yourself. Don't quit on your dreams. Just don't quit. And finally, uh, I know we're going uh, around a little bit here, uh, Vince, but, uh, you got to love what you do because you, you're going to get rejected. You, th that, that's, that's a given. Uh, you're going to get knocked down. You know, Mike Tyson had this saying, it's one of my all time favorite sayings, you know, when, when he was rocking and rolling, he was unstoppable. Nobody could beat him. But all the challengers would say, yeah. They would interview them and, and they would say, yes, but I have a plan. I have a plan to beat Mike Tyson. Everybody. And then they go to Mike Tyson and says, hey, so-and-so has a plan. And Mike Tyson said this beautiful quote. It says, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> and so in network marketing, you know, you're going to get punched in the face. I don't mean physically. I mean you're going to get rejected. You're going to get knocked down. Uh, the question is how fast can you get back up? Not whether you're going to get knocked down because you're going to get knocked down. Now, here's the thing. If you don't love what you do, you're not getting up. You know, you're going to stay down for the count. And a lot of the people who get rejected, they quit and, and they didn't, they never fell in love with the, with the process. They never fell in love with their, with their company or their, their product or their, or their comp plan or the system uh, or their leadership that's guiding them, you know? So, these are some of the best of the best tips that I can give you. Uh, and it's not just one uh, tip, but there's many, many, many uh, subtle tips in between. I love that. I love that. Um, you know, if you don't love what you do, you won't get up. I mean, that's that's couldn't be more true. So you, you know why, Vince? Uh, you know why, Vince? I just interrupt you for a no second problem. here because because only people that are crazy in love with what they do will have the courage to stand back up. And and you find that and 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 if there are leaders listening in on the call and you see some of your, you know, people are going to quit and, and, and maybe they don't love it because their vision of where they want to go isn't strong enough. It's not big enough. It's not, 
it's it, yeah, it's not colorful enough mm-hmm. uh, for them. So when those hard times come, and they come, uh, if your vision's not good, if you don't love what you do, and you look at anybody who's successful, not just in this industry, but in anything, you can see one thing they all have in common. They love what they do, and they don't get distracted. Absolutely. Now, here, like I said, here's a question. It's very similar, but couldn't be more different. What would you tell that struggling veteran in network marketing? Maybe the person that's jumped around and been in several companies, or maybe that person that, you know, they can't get over the hump, that, you know, they're stuck at that $1,000, $2,000 a month, and they're starting to lose faith. Um, they want to keep going, but they're just struggling. Uh, what would you tell that person? Well, again, we're, we're, we're right back to you got to fall in love with what you're doing. If you love what you do, but, but here's some of the things. Uh, number one, uh, with a with a person that is a veteran in the industry, one of the things is they're typically not in the zone. They're not in the correct zone uh, to build because what what typically happens is in the beginning, you know, they're work 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 work, and uh, which is what I like to call zone one. You know, when they're retailing and they're recruiting and they're they're presenting and they're 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 in that zone. That's where all the money's made. You see, zone one is where all the money's made in network marketing when you're engaged. And typically what happens uh, to, to the leader is they slip into zone two. You know, zone two is, uh, is pretty bad. It's pretty bad because zone two is when you're, you're managing people who are in zone one. You see, there's not as much money in zone two as there is in, in zone one. And then if they keep doing that, they're going to slip into something called zone three where they're managing people who are managing who are managing, right? And and it mm-hmm. couldn't get worse than zone three unless they slip into zone four. And zone four is when they're managing people who are managing people who are managing because everyone's watching them manage and they figure that's how you build the business. And, and, uh, and leaders that find themselves in zone four, they have no choice but to quit because there's no money in zone four. So for a brand, uh, not for a brand new, but for a veteran, my recommendation is get back in that zone, get in the sweet spot, and 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 there's no uh, feeling better than sponsoring and recruiting a brand new uh, distributor and teaching them and helping them uh, have have uh, the success that they're looking for. Uh, and 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 so if you're at the top of your company and you're in zone four, what I like to recommend is go build, go do it again, but do it with a brand new team within your company. So what I mean is, so a lot of the leaders, a lot of the veterans, they're relying on their current team to even get them to a higher level within the company. Where I'm, what I'm suggesting is love your team, you know, and and if they need to contact you, let them contact you. Don't run away from your team, but just show your team that you're going to go do it again with a brand new team, and that and that will fire anybody up. <laughs> so th- this is the best of the best uh, for veterans out there. I love that, the zone. I'm, I'm going to have to listen to that again. Whoever's listening to this, definitely rewind and, and uh, listen to that again. That was very powerful. I've never heard uh, it broken down that way. And, and it's so true. You know, you get you start building, and I don't even know if you, if you call it get, you get lazy. I don't know if that's the right term, but you start really just kind of sitting back and watching your team versus doing the things that got you. Um, the, the, the success that you get when you're in that first zone. So that's a great, great concept that you have there. Awesome, man. So that moves us into the time is money round. And what I'm going to do is basically ask you a few questions and uh, uh, you, you have to answer them in 60 seconds or less. So are you ready? All right. All right. So what is your number one marketing tip for new network marketers? All right. So uh, number one marketing tip would be practice, 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 practice your presentation. 
practice, 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 practice your presentation. You got, you know what? My first presentation, it sucked. I mean, it was really, really bad. It was so bad. I'm surprised that the, you know, the people that I was presenting to didn't just get up and walk <laughs> away. Uh, but guess what? I got better. And so practice your presentation. Ask your friends. Ask your family. Ask your cat. Ask your dog. Can I practice my presentation? What I found out, uh, Vince, when I started asking uh, people if I could, if it's okay if I come over to practice my presentation, they would say, "Sure, come on over." And then I would start presenting, and they would sign up. And I'm going, "What?" I just, <laughs> but they would sign right. So, but you get better and get better and get better. Awesome, awesome. So, who do you look up to as a mentor or as an entrepreneur? Well, my, my mentors uh, and my uh, heroes, uh, number one is a CEO, is our Bernie Chua. Uh, he's just an inspiration. And also, uh, you know, our Holton Bugs, the legendary uh, Holton Bugs. He is just absolutely uh, phenomenal. He, he's, he, I believe he's the Michael Jordan uh, of this industry. And I've learned so much uh, from just watching and, and, and listening and, and, and taking notes and, and applying uh, a lot of the principles. Uh, uh, I also, uh, you know, my, one of my first mentors are people like uh, Jeff Olson and Eric Worre, where I got my start, uh, Darren Hardy, Ed Parker, uh, uh, that, that really, really uh, laid the foundation for me to, to become who I am today in terms of network marketing. Awesome, man. Great people you mentioned there. Uh, so I could, I, we could go on and on about those guys, but I'm sure we'll have another time sometime soon to chat about those guys, but love all of them. All right. So tell me this, you know, how should I approach my friends and family about my home business? I know this is the, the one I like to leave to the end because I know people that get started, that should be who we communicate with. And is there any tips that you can give a person, uh, when they're approaching their friend or family? Well, first of all, it depends who's listening, okay, Vince? So, so let me try to give you two answers here. Number one, if you're brand new getting started, uh, use your friends and family to practice your presentation to get better and better and better. Don't worry about blowing your presentation. Uh, now, if you're a veteran uh, like myself, I would say I'm a veteran now. I don't allow my friends and family in my business. I just don't, they've, they've got to ask me at least 10 times. You know, if, if, if a family member calls me and says, I th I've thought about it, I see where you live, I see how you're traveling, and I think I want to join, uh, they've got to call me 10 times before I'd even consider uh, allowing them uh, in the business. So, but if you're new, practice, 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 practice so that you can get better. And so uh, as you develop better, better, then you can talk to you know people maybe you don't know as well and you're there with a refined approach and, a, and an approach that you uh, believe that will give you a better chance of success. I love that mindset, by the way, because it really puts you um, in that, you know, it, this is a real business. This isn't a hobby, right? Uh, mindset from the, very, from the very beginning, where some people, they come in and they truly say, you know, my friends and family is the way I'm going to build my business versus the way you're thinking about it and building your business is this is a legitimate business. I'm going to practice my presentation with my family. And like you said, some of them will be wanting to get started with you. So that's, that's awesome, man. So this has been an amazing interview. I mean, I, I can't wait to, to listen to it again. Um, but um, for those individuals who do know me that are listening to this, they know that it's very difficult for me to do anything without providing value uh, to you. So um, is there any question you'd like to ask me? I mean, um, it doesn't have to be about marketing or lead generation. Um, definitely feel free to ask. Yeah, I, I do. I do. I do have one. And, and that would be because when it comes time to online marketing, I'm an amateur. Okay, I'm just going to tell you flat out, 
I am an amateur, but I'd like to ask you a question as it relates to network marketing, but I know some people are reaching out and they're learning how to, to, to reach out online, but if someone, a brand new person, whether they have experience, they don't have experience, if they want to earn a full-time income or if their dream is to earn a full-time income in, in network marketing where they can actually leave their job, my question would be, what percentage of time allocation would you recommend, for example, for someone to, to invest in their online activities uh, versus face-to-face uh, -face activities? If, if the intent is to become a full-time uh, professional uh, network marketer. That's a, that's a great question. And, uh, you know, there's a couple points I'd like to just mention here. Number one, prospecting is prospecting whether you're prospecting face-to-face -face or prospecting on the internet um, when you interact with that individual there are going to be some similarities um, in terms of the internet what typically happens is you know because it's the internet and it can be a little bit overwhelming if you're not used to it you think you have to master everything the same way you think you have to master your presentation when you um, meet with people for me um, you know, when I got started in my first network marketing company, um, and, and that's where, you know, how I got started, I knew that I could use the internet and my goal was to just get people in front of my presentation. So I did that with webinars and mm -hmm. I learned how to place ads and drive traffic to an online webinar. And I would do presentations each and every day. And then I said, well, I do these presentations. I'm pretty good at it. So why don't I just teach my team? to drive traffic to the same webinar and I would do it for them. And I would just say at the end, Hey, if you were brought here by, you know, this person, get back to them. And that's how I was able to grow my organization, um, in network marketing. So my point is, is this, um, I'm sure you know who Lisa Grossman is. I mean, I'm not sure if you know yep. Lisa, but Lisa, yes, I, do. I, I love Lisa. Um, you know, a good friend of mine. One of the things she said, actually I saw her speak, um, not too long ago in an event we were both speaking at. Um, she said, you know, people always talk about this 10,000 hours to be an expert. And, and it's true. You do need to put in 10,000 hours to be an expert. But she said, you know how many hours you need to put into something to be um, proficient in it, to be effective at what you're doing? And she, and she said 20 hours. And I thought that was wow. fascinating. So my point is, if there is a specific method that you like, I always tell people, find the thing that attracts them. So let's say you're on a social media site and you see someone do something and it got your attention, chances are if it got your attention, it would get someone else. So spend, buy a course, spend some time learning how to do it, but stay to your core. I think the problem with network, with internet marketers that, or network marketers that try to use the internet, they start thinking that it's easier to just sell a product online versus build their business, and it's the same. You say, whether you're selling a person into your network marketing company or selling a person into your product, it's still a transaction. So my point is stay focused on what you're doing if you're going to use an internet strategy, use it to put more people in front of your presentations. And if you can stay focused doing that and be proficient at one marketing method, and you can teach your team that one marketing method, you can you can you know make it happen. So, hopefully that answers your question. A little long winded. Yeah, I think but. it does because it's 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 very similar. Now I'm hearing I'm listening to your answer, and it's very very similar to when when I get a, a question, for example, from a a distributor where we've got different tools, maybe a DVD or maybe an online movie or maybe a flip chart or whatever the tool is. And, and the question would become, well, which should I use? Which one do I use? And my answer is, well, use the one you like the best, right? Mm -hmm. And so your, your answer is pretty well the same is you, you want to 
whatever attracts you, whatever uh, gets you fired up, use that one. You'll probably do, uh, you know, go that way because you'll probably uh, do better using something that you that you actually like. And you know why I think I think that we all operate from a place of certainty. When you know, when you're certain about something, you just react better to it. So if you use a marketing method that attracted you. You have a different level of certainty from it than me telling you to do something that you've never seen and you're not sure that it works. So we always teach people to do what attracts you because it already you have a heightened level of certainty before you even get started. Excellent. Excellent. So, yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Well, man, this was a lot of fun and uh, I, I can't wait to, to listen to this again. And uh, um, let everyone know where they can connect with you. Is there any place they can meet you or connect with you? Uh, I think it is Google, uh, Shane Morand. Uh, they'll find me all over the place. Uh, but don't, don't, uh, I would ask, you know, to, for everyone to respect, don't contact me if you've already been contacted by somebody uh, within the organization or something like that. Uh, but uh, I'd be happy if you have questions and so on, uh, fire them off. I'd be happy to answer uh, questions and, and help you out in any way I can. Awesome. And we'll be sure to link to your um, fan page as well so people can uh, meet up with you there on, on Facebook as well. Well, again, I appreciate it. And that concludes another awesome interview with uh, the man, Shane Moran. And I uh, really appreciate it. And I uh, look forward to connecting with you more, man. Thanks for everything. And for everything you're doing in the industry, uh, it's awesome. We need more people like you helping uh, the entire industry, not just their own companies. Thanks a lot, Vince. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Take care. Take care. Want to listen to additional interviews of six and seven figure earners sharing their stories? Visit NetworkMarketingNation.com. 